Welcome to the Uncommon CEO Podcast, where we unpack the mindset, skills, and wisdom it takes to become an uncommon leader in a common world with your host, the Uncommon CEO himself, Andrew Smart. First episode. Can you believe it? I can't. I I'm know. excited. Uh, I can't. Uncommon CEO. We've been talking about this for years now and how much that word means, uh, how you live your life, how you lead and really helping to share that wisdom with others. And I think that's why we're here. So first episode to kick it off. Tell us about yourself, Andrew, who are you? Well, before I say that, you know, we did try to kick this off a couple of years ago and this little problem called COVID came into place. Heard about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, unfortunately uh, it delayed us, but yeah. I'm excited to be here today, Matt. Sometimes when you get a little more time, you get the opportunity to evaluate where you're at and have the experience that you can apply to this. So I think we're better today. What do you think? Absolutely. Uh, it's been challenging times, but that's how you grow. So you asked me about me. Yeah. I'm a guy who I consider myself unique in many ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I consider myself a very passionate person. You know, I, I feel like passionate people, you know, also are driven by purpose. So passion and purpose kind of go hand in hand. And that that's kind of me. I've been that way since I was young. Part of it is because... I felt like I was always against the odds ever sure. since I was young. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, I feel like life's journey's always been uphill, but I learned through the process that anything worthwhile is uphill. And so about me, I'm very driven, very passionate, and very loving. So I love life. I love what I do in life. And I had the opportunity to serve a lot of people. I had the opportunity to impact in a lot of ways. I have, you know, a wonderful family, wonderful friends. And so I I think that uh, for a guy like myself, that I'm a very blessed person, but I want to make a difference. So obviously the title of the podcast is The Uncommon CEO. Where does the CEO come in? I look at the word CEO and, and, and you have to break down what is a CEO. Okay. Often we apply that to business, right? Mm-hmm. We apply it to, okay, this is the... This is the top executive. They're responsible for all these roles. They, they're kind of the motivator. They're accountability person. They're many times help with the vision side of things. And so I look at a CEO as someone not just in business, but in all aspects of life. I mean, if you're a, if you're if you're a mom, you're a CEO. You're in charge of a lot of things and a lot of responsibilities. And there's a lot of accountability that comes in it. So I like the word CEO, even over owner, because in my life, in my business, I'm actually the owner and CEO. Mm -hmm. But I reference myself as the CEO because there's a different level of accountability. In corporate worlds, you know, CEOs get fired often, right? They sure can. (laughs) You know, often their team gets fired with them. This is true. <laughs> so it just, it, it's about a level of thinking and accountability. And so, and so I like the word CEO, but I like uncommon even more than CEO because, sure. because uncommon is, is I think something that we look for in life. We look for things that are different. Mm-hmm. We look for things that are inspiring. We look for things that aren't average. And so when you look at uncommon CEO, I just think it just those two work together. I know you far enough back to know where uncommon came into play for you, into your life, into how you lead. 
Where did that first surface and how did you determine to make that a mantra that you live by? The word uncommon? Yeah. Well, I told you a long time ago that I stole that word. So, yeah, I'm so aware. we have to you know, <laughs> it's, tell it's, that it's, tale. Not that the person really owned it, but I stole it, the idea from him. Mm -hmm. And that's when I stole it from Davos Winnie. I stole it because he has taught this this mindset of having a word for the year. And when I got close into the program around that, I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. I realized that, you know, that uncommon has a much deeper meaning to it. There's there is you know, when you when you look at the world, it is easy to find just average people. Mm -hmm. People who operate life automatically, people who who just kind of wake up and go. Yeah, autopilot life. Yeah. But they're, they're but they're not people who want to change things. Mm -hmm. And I think uncommon are the people who truly change things. And so I just love that word. I adopted that word. I applied that word throughout my life. And at one time, even within our organization, created T-shirts for people to have that word. How does uncommon factor into your everyday? I think it's, it's factored into everyday because of the way I approach life, you know, that, that, that I do things differently than a lot of people in my role. Mm -hmm. And I think differently than people in my role. So I, you know, it's a, I, I have a creative mind. I have a visionary mind. I, I think outside the box and I, I'm willing to challenge in ways that others aren't willing to challenge. I mean, you've sat in many meetings, you know, meetings with me and I've, you know, I, I will push the envelope. I will say things that other people won't say. True. You know, mm -hmm. I, but I, but I do it from that, uncommon heart of passion and and because i believe always the best is yet to come i always believe there's better on the other side and i've always believed that my whole life and everything that i've done so i wake up with that mentality it doesn't mean that i wake up every day and i'm like man i just i mean i'm in this optimistic mindset you know but i but i wake up truly wanting to know in this day did i do something that made a difference somewhere mm -hmm. and i think that's how uncommon people think when I think of uncommon, I think curiosity is uh, a big part of being uncommon and always looking for a, a different way to skin the cat or whatever, however you want to put it. Where do you think curiosity factors into the uncommon way of thinking? Well, I think curiosity is a, an essential part of life and creativity. I mean, it's looking at something and saying, hey, you know, I don't necessarily understand it. I've never done it. But I, I'm very interested in it. Mm -hmm. And and I think that I think that if I'm willing to kind of dig in a little bit, that I can kind of figure out some path. So I think curiosity is the key. It's like an entrepreneur mind. I think an entrepreneur mind is first stimulated by the curiosity thought. Absolutely. Take it apart to put it back together sometimes. Yeah. Or it, it, you know, it's it's that curiosity that said that, you know, hey, what if we did it this way? What if we change something? Mm -hmm. What if we just said, hey, you know, we can go, we can just go a step farther and go beyond what's kind of what in front of us. It's a curiosity deal. And I think that that's, I think as children, you know, that the curiosity is kind of ingrained in us. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's why children sometimes do things to hurt themselves because they, they get a little curious. Too often in life, we have people that want to stifle curiosity. They, they want to they want to kind of block you in and box you in and say, hey, don't 
don't don't be curious. Yeah, sometimes you have to touch the stove to know that it's hot. I did. Yeah, <laughs> so, I did too. <laughs> so, absolutely, I, absolutely. I I learned it was hot. I didn't do it again. What are other pieces of uncommon wisdom that you've learned over the years? Because this didn't happen overnight. No, it didn't happen overnight, and it and and my life's always a journey. It's uphill. It it has been forged through experience. Has been forged through what I like to to say what I learned actually from studying John Maxwell is through evaluate experience. You know, Hey, I've gone through this experience, but what I learned through the experience, it's been forged through people that I've come in contact with, uh, learned from. And so I, I think that this journey while uphill and I learned everything, uh, you know, worthwhile is uphill. I mean, that, that mm-hmm. is, that is, I mean, a true lesson in life that, you know, that you want to grow, you got to go uphill. Sure. I mean, you want to you want to be able to succeed in certain levels. It's all uphill. And so I I've just I've learned that that each step of every process is is an opportunity to learn if you want it. But Matt, I I haven't gotten here on my own. I've had many people who have you know played different roles in my life. My father played a big role in my life. Lost him at a young age, but he played a big role in my life. You know that I've had many friends, uh, what I would consider mentors, play roles in my life. Um, but but my journey, while it, it it has had a lot of zigs and zags, it's very been it's been a purposeful journey. You mentioned your father. I know that's one of the bigger curveballs thrown your way in your life. How did? How did that experience or how did getting such a change in your life from where you are? Tell our listeners a little bit more about that. I appreciate you asking that question because too often in life we get we get in a mindset that uh, nothing's going to change. Mm-hmm. That that we we we're comfortable where we're at and it's it's going to be this way. And then something comes in life that totally changes. It could be like in that experience with my father, you a sudden death, just talking on the phone, a sudden death. It could be a medical report. It could be a ton of things. Mm-hmm. But what I found in life is, is that when you go through these experiences, you have an opportunity to find out who you are. That is the life experiences that, that really define us. You know, that, that how you respond to these experiences and like for my father's, which was a very traumatic deal, which was a huge loss, and one that I had to, you know, really work through years of kind of inside overcoming, it also helped mold me for who I am today. Because I think if my father had stayed around, that I had dreams and ambitions and things I was going to do, but I sometimes think I lean too much on them. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that... that for me, kind of put me out there to like, okay, you don't have this anymore. So now what are you going to do? Sure. Well, so what were the different dreams? All, all dreams are important. They shake out over time. Uh, prior to entering into the business of food, where was your life headed? So when I was, when I graduated college, uh, finished playing sports, graduated college, I mean, you're in your young 20s, man. Your world's your oyster if you're yeah, doing it right. Sure. You're like, yeah, man, this is an opportunity here. At that time, I looked at multiple things. 
I actually was following a path of going down you know, the road of federal law enforcement. I mm-hmm. I thought that's where I'm going to go. And there were, there were doors opening that I had never dreamed of. And I was convinced I was young. I was athletic. Um, I was relatively intelligent. I mm-hmm. felt like this would be great. And I saw all these doors opening until it closed. Mm-hmm. Until it just closed. Because in one day, you know, my father dies. And yet I'm supposed to be reporting to do these other things I'd planned in life. And, you know, that's that's kind of what happens in life sometimes. You don't know what's going to be thrown at you. You don't know the, you know, the curveball or what's going to hit. And it, it's how you respond to it. And so for that, that happened in my life. And next thing I know, my life's in a different trajectory. So what's the phrase? Uh, God closes one door and opens another? I, all the time. Anything else you'd like to add around that uh, change where that took you next as far as your trajectory towards becoming a CEO, how those doors that opened led to ways that you had to reimagine what the future looked like. I think the word, you know, reimagine is a great word because when you find yourself in a difficult spot, you have the opportunity to evaluate what can life look like. And, and I'm not going to tell you, I actively was reimagining my life at that point. I think I was more reacting. And I think when we go through emotional trials in our life, we tend to get more reactive Mm-hmm. Then proactive. And if we work through that situation, we can harness the proactive mind as we go through the reactive mind. So my mm-hmm. my actions were very reactive. I, yeah. I've i always told people, I said, if my father was alive today, he'd have told me to stay the course on what I was doing and don't mm-hmm. do that. Yep. And in some ways, it worked out well. But in other ways, I would never experience the things I've experienced in life. Mm-hmm. So I don't live life in regrets. You know, I, I've had plenty of failures. And I tell you this all the time. I've had more failures than success. But I've had enough success in life that has overcome a lot of failures. And I think part of the story that always stood out to me was when you came back to your family when your father had died, that you had the opportunity to run an in-town restaurant. And it could have just ended there. But it didn't. Why didn't it stop there? It's a great question. So when I came back, truth be known, I was working for my brother and my mother. I I grew up in that small restaurant deal. I grew up as the kid who wanted to get up at 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning and go with my dad. And if there was ever a Saturday that he let me sleep, I kind of got mad at him because he didn't let me come in with him because I just loved being with my dad. So I grew up around that environment and loved being engaged with that. What I... When I came back, I kind of really didn't know where life was at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and life's about circumstances of things that happen. And I'm in this process of working in the restaurant, knowing that truth in my heart, this is not what I dreamed of in my life. Mm-hmm. Passionate guy. We talked about that at the very beginning. Very passionate guy. And I, I didn't want to do what my father did. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, the funny part is, my father didn't want to do what he did. He got kind of sucked in there by his parents. He had mm-hmm. different dreams and different ideas, and I didn't want to be caught in that trap. My brother decides this not for him. He goes out to California, does what he needs to do. I'm in this situation, and literally, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, you know, I'm not going to do it the same way. Mm-hmm. So I'm 24, 25, and I'm reading every book on business, franchising, you name it. I'm 
I'm studying everything. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go franchise this business. And I set out to do it. So franchising the business, that's a big part of how you ended up becoming the CEO that you are today. Where did, where did that lead you next? Well, I need to first start. When you're 24, 25, you look at the world very idealistically. Mm-hmm, sure. You know, it's not just the world, your oyster. You kind of look at things. You hadn't gone through enough life experiences to realize the world can be a mean and nasty place. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're in business. And you're young. Yeah. You're young. <laughs> you throw a little money in something, it could get a little dangerous. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm, I got these big ideas. I'm envisioning what we can be. And I set out to go do it. And I'm driven by all, you know, what I feel like I put together well. And, and I get married, I'm 24, 25, I get married, I'm kind of launching this. And then I kind of go through some of my first hiccups. And, and th- when you get your first hiccups, you can kind of somewhat shake that up. Mm-hmm. But then additional ones keep coming. And you're like, how am I going to deal with this? It was a, it was a big problem for me because I had lost my father and I didn't really have a mentor. Mm-hmm. And the funny part is, is I would go to what I thought were could be good mentors, and the truth be known, all I did was leave my time with them depressed. Sure, I'm like these old guys are nothing but depressing. Yeah, <laughs> they give you all the doom and gloom yeah, advice. They, they, all yeah. they do is talk about you know where they screwed up in life and how it's impacted their whole life. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys need therapy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I, I I I I was desperate at this time for for someone to give me encouragement. Most of us know Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. I started reading a book that True Kathy had just you know published and. And it was very inspiring. It was a very inspiring book. And I, I at 26 said, you know, I'm, I'm going to call their corporate office and see if the guy will meet with me. I, it was kind of a crazy but bold mm-hmm. deal. And I get his assistant. And she says, well, you know, he happens to be in the office tomorrow. Can you come in tomorrow morning? I said, absolutely. Yep. Got in my car, drove down there, got a hotel, and I was there early. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that experience I, I've shared many times in my life because it was a, an experience that I could have never imagined. I could have never imagined here this this incredible man um, who took a day that I thought I'd get 15 minutes with, maybe 20. If I was mm-hmm. He took the whole day with me. And I had phenomenal experiences with him and just listening to him. He he invited me to sit into an interview with him. Hmm. That's you know, wild. It's we go into the Chick-fil-A museum and I'm I'm I mean, I mean, like I said, you kinda like you, what do you say? You don't say anything. You're kinda like walking around and sure, you know what yeah. to say. And he takes me into this uh, movie theater in the Chick-fil-A Museum. And he it, it had like three buttons. He pushed a button. I don't think he knew what he was pushing. And it's just he and I sitting there. And it's him telling his life story and a phenomenal story. And I I, I look over the man, the man's crying. And he turns to me and says, you know, Andrew, I've never watched this before. And I'm looking at this man. And, the, you know, anybody that ever knew Chick, you know, True Kathy, he he wasn't a big man. He was a shorter man. Kind of, I mean, but a, a powerful man in so many ways. Sure. You know, just in, I mean, but it was all driven by who he is in his heart. And so I, you know, I, I, 
was blessed to have those type of experiences too. And I have, and I, I have to share this other one too. There, there was a man who was the president of a company called Flowers Foods. It's a big bakery. Mm-hmm. He came and visited me. He saw, you know, that 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 I was ambitious and I wanted to build this company. And he sat down. The man was in his seventies, probably dead now. <laughs> yeah, it's it. He'd be well in his nineties. Sure, yeah. it. And he he looked at me, this young guy, and he said, "You know, Andrew," he said, "I can see that you know you have a lot of passion and you want to you want to go impact things and you're you're driven and 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 you're moving pretty fast up." It. And he turned to me, he said, "You know, one of the biggest things that you're going to be challenged with, Andrew," he said, "as you grow and as you go do things different and as you challenge the status quo of thought of what can happen." You know, he said, "You're going to battle a lot of people in trouble." Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know, you, you're, you're going to you're going to find a lot of people are against you in that meaning that you know that they don't. It's not that they don't dislike you. They just they don't buy into you. And, they're, and you're going to get into this deal with like, who do you trust? Now, I'm a young guy at this time, and I'm very idealistic, and I'm like, man, this guy's been through a lot. <laughs> you know, sure. This guy is. This guy's been roughed up a few times. Oh, and yeah. Like he's got a lot of resentment and anger mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I I didn't understand it at that time. I totally understand." It. Yeah. So, so I mean, and that that that, and it's not a, he wasn't trying to tell me that people are bad. That's not what he's trying to tell me at all. He's like, but if you want to go change things, and if you want to go do something different from the status quo, not everybody's gonna like it. Yeah. And so he was right. If twenty-three-year-old Andrew approached you today, what bit of un- uncommon advice would you give him? Well, there's like two different people. Sure. Dude, I mean, I was a lot leaner then, too. I'm working on that now, Matt. <laughs> I am working on that. I mean, I want to make this clear. 23 Andrew was young, smart, passionate, but a little arrogant. Okay. Um, life has a way of also humbling you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm passion-driven day. I, you know, I, I look at the, the 23 Andrew um, was, was a good guy. In some ways, in some ways, maybe a little better guy than I am today. You know, I mean, he, I got scars, Matt. Sure. You know, he got scars and he didn't have as much scars, but he also didn't know what he didn't know. And, and it's why I love working close with people, caring about people, want to do always a better job in that. But I think that 23-year-old young Andrew would have loved to have someone come around him and say, hey, man, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that you can do this and, you know, kind of be a little more of a guide. How do you approach personal development on a daily basis? Well, I think personal development is critical. I, I think people who don't emphasize personal development never live what I consider a full life. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, contrary to what you might hear, uh, life's hard, man. Sure, I've heard. <laughs> so, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It is really hard. And when I when I look at personal development that I, you know, I look at that as that that mind, body, spirit type mentality. How do you approach that? Mm-hmm. Um, what are your what are your habits and routines and processes to do that? I've always been a believer in that. I, you know, like like I said, exercise has always been a part of my life. Um, you know, I've been different sizes, leaner, and I'm working on that now. I believe in that because it's, you know, exercise, you know, it, it, I try to do it every morning because it's a great way to start the morning. 
I, mm-hmm. you know, it, I actually use exercise and kind of mental development things I like to listen to in the morning. So, you know, if your body's not right, it's hard for anything to be right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mind, body, and soul yeah, all I mean, linked to I mean, each other. When when when, you, when your body's out of whack, the rest is out of whack. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, bad when you've gone and hung out with the buddies and had too many beers. That's you know, never night. happened. Say, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, you know, next morning the body's not right. Yeah, it feels <laughs> a little off for sure. But I, I I believe in that 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 physical side. But mental side, and, I, and I, when I bring in mental side, it's like, what do you do to work on that? So I've learned in life, and I've had the opportunity to have coaches in my life. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I think we all, I have a joke. Uh, actually, I've joked about this uh, many times with, with different people. I said, you know, I think everybody needs a little therapy at some point. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, anyone who says, I don't need therapy, they, need they even more. really need therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so... Yeah. So I, I I'm 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 a big believer in that. I think that it's it's obviously there's people who have different challenges and issues, but I think you know having that person who can kind of coach and speak and ask questions and get you to think a little different. I I've, I've mm-hmm. had the opportunity to have had some really good people that um that I've been able to apply to my life. So I look at those as coaches. If you're a great athlete, okay, you you have what we consider like those training in the training room on the field kind of coaches but every great athlete works on mental coaching yeah i mean the brain's a muscle like anything else and so i'm 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 a big believer in buyer into mental coaching mm-hmm. and so that if you want to if you want to strengthen a muscle and go farther well your brain's your biggest one mm-hmm. and to strengthen it means you have to do some deep work and deep work scary i mean you you might find some things that are buried in there that you didn't realize they were there and you got to work through it. Mm-hmm. And so, so I, you know, I, I do those kind of things where, you know, you get that that body, mind, and, and for me, some spirituality. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, that's an important part of my life. I realize that I'm not good enough on my own. That, that, that while I don't put, I don't push my faith or spirituality on people, for me, I'd be lost without it. Sure. And, and. Too often in my life, when I get away from it, I I, I kind of get on shaky ground, and so so I I apply those things in my life to help me be the best I can be. That's kind of going to a CEO. A good leader does those things. Mm-hmm. Put the right people, you know, the the right structures, all these kind of things in your life to be the most successful you can be. Changing gears a little bit. Uh, obviously, what you read, what you listen to helps impact uh advice you can share with others what books have you been reading or podcasts you've been listening to that really stand out and uh give you guidance to help become a better you too often i don't get enough time to just sit there and read now i have mm-hmm. read some books this year but i also like audio books because they really work well when i'm working out mm-hmm. or just kind of times even when i'm in bed and i just want to kind of like just chill and listen to a book and i i actually ironically find it funny that i I end up having more books than I thought I would that year. Sure. And so like this year, I've I've gone through some personal development books, uh, like Tim Grover's book, Winning. Mm-hmm. Went through that book early on in the year. And that's that's kind of what the mindset of a winner is. And this guy is a 
highly accomplished trainer for people like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and kind of their work life and challenge. So mm-hmm. that was a great book. I've gone through a lot of history books. I love history. I think, I think, you know, having history to look back is is is, is a great way to be able to look forward. And so you, so I've I read a book on Grant. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Talking about a guy who went through so many ups and downs in life. Talking about a guy who shouldn't have been where he was at. You know, a man who was literally two seconds from never. I mean, basically, he, his life almost came down to working for his dad in a leather shop. Oh, wow. I mean, I mean, literally, I mean, like that close. And if it hadn't been for the like Civil War, if that event didn't happen, he would be the guy you never knew about and worked in the leather shop. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, looking at how he went through life, how he was challenged, and even in the Civil War, he went through so many ups and downs, and he 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 almost quit. I mean, literally, this guy like almost quit, but circumstances, you know, kind of prevailed for him, opportunities, and then then he had this great advocate Abraham Lincoln, who, ironically, how both of them have kind of while different stories, some parallels. Because Abraham Lincoln pretty much failed in everything he did. Yeah. But became what is known one of the greatest presidents ever. Now, the truth is greatness is found in the circumstance. Mm-hmm. So I always say if there's no civil war, you know, it's Abraham the mediocre. Sure. Because that the, the circumstances of life dictate who you are. And leaders are found in challenges. That 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 is so. When you talk about leadership and CEOs, stuff like that, they're found in the challenges of life, not not in the everyday. Just stand there. The challenges create the opportunity. Sure. So that was a great book, and I I, I appreciated reading that book. Um, I actually went back and reread a book that I read years ago. One a great book called The Power of Habit. Okay. And so, and so that book, it had maybe top 10, one of the best books ever read. That book basically breaks down that, that so many things of how we react in life are based in habits. And what are the things, what are, what's kind of the circular motion to these habits? You know, what are the things that, you know, what are the cues and rewards that kind of circle us up into our habits? Because we mm-hmm. do, I mean, we... We get into in life. We have good habits. We have bad habits, and I'm a, I'm guilty of, of all those. You know, I, you know, you know when I when I'm not eating well, what what are the things that are causing those bad habits? I mean, you know, you and I like a good beverage. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we tend to like them too much. Yep, it's habits. Habits. It's a habit. It's patterns of our life, and we. But what the beauty of it is is. You can change patterns too. Uh, the mind, so I'm always fascinated with the mind. You know, that that how the mind works and how how a mind, you know, you can you can take a mind and reshape it. And studying the mind, you know, that that because of technology today, we actually can do scans of the brain that shows that, you know, that hey, we want to change things, you want to make active change, your brain's going to change with it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And so, like, I go back to a biblical principle that says mind, body, spirit. And, you know, 
and and there's there there the the statement that actually started in the Bible, but it's been a lot of kind of you know I don't want to use this leadership works, but motivation books. You know, you want to change your life, change the way you think. Sure, and it's an absolute fact. You want to change your life, change the way you think. It's the one percent better every day mentality. If you can take one step in the right direction and do that little bit every day, it'll add up. If we're willing to do it. Sure. 1% has a compounding effect. And that's, that is, but we too often, you know, we, you know, we, we get into that beginning 1%, but we don't realize if we just stay consistent in it, there's a compounding mm -hmm. effect. I mean, it's like, like I, I, I'm, I'm determined to get myself even more leaner. You know, I'm pretty strong, but I need, I need to cut some LBs. You know what that's like sometimes, sure, right? I do. Yes. I need to cut some LBs. Well, here's the deal. I'm not going to go into the gym this afternoon and just kill myself and walk out of there. Man, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm back. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. But every step you take and every day you take leads to that. So we've gotten to the point of the show called the lightning round or what we call the touchdown. I know you and I are big football fans. So touchdown six points. So what are the six things you're doing different this week in your life? First off, physical health. Working out and diet. I mean, I'm really focused on getting back to that this week. Absolutely. What about in family life? Spending more time, you know, being better intentional there. Um, and, you know, I, I recognize that, you know, that there's some areas I need to improve. Sure. What about in business development? What's going on in the world of the CEO this week? You know, it, you know, when you're at this point in stage of every month, I work with the team. We're, we're kind of finalizing previous month and, some of the challenges and correction there. So I'm just having great meetings and working through the challenges. Sure. Personal growth. Is there a book you're reading this week, a podcast you've listened to? So I, I talked to you about the power of habits when I said it earlier. I said I, I started getting back into that book. And and so I'm, I'm rereading that book. Cool. Absolutely. What are you doing to be more grateful this week? I I really, you know, truth, this, this is an interesting question there because I, I woke up this week and I realized how blessed I am. And I I recognize there are people around me that are going through some difficult challenges that I'm seeing. And I realize, you know, my challenges might not be as bad as I thought. Sure. And so I'm, I'm seeing that clear. All right. Six point up on the scoreboard. What are you doing for giving back? I am working, you know, you know, with our team to to work on some things that we can do better in giving back as an organization. Absolutely. But one last question before we wrap up today. What's one piece of uncommon advice you'd give to a leader to help make their week even better? I think great leaders take action. You know that, you know, we all have ideas. We all have thoughts. We all have dreams. But not all of us take action. So I, I think if, if you want if you want to do something that matters in life, take a step, take action. Don't let what whatever's trying to hold you back. You know, don't don't let that happen. You know, you you got to take that step forward. Do something that he said that I went through this week and I took a step forward. Might not have worked all the ways I thought it would work, but I took the step. And that step leads to the next step. Thanks for joining us today on the Uncommon CEO Podcast. Subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. We have video episodes on our YouTube channel and more uncommon wisdom on our social media. 
Find all our links and resources at uncommonceopodcast.com. For Andrew Smart and all of us here at the Uncommon CEO, stay uncommon.